all of these things are important. When we talk about marketing, which I think a lot of people mix up, those are the tools you're going to use to share your brand, your reputation, your story, a tool that if it lives on your website, it can help bring people to you and warm leads. Uh, so it really makes your sales force agile. And for me, it was really important that I enjoy my conversations and that I found people. Um, well, hello there, family. You're listening to Fired Up Freedom with Steve Ryan. Fired Up Freedom. All right. Free. look for certain services or products and it's just hard to find and you want to know if someone else has used that before well visit my resources page steveryan.com slash resources steveryan.com slash resources fired up friday is now fired up freedom what's up what's up what's up welcome to fired up friday <laughs> all right holly shannon in the house Woo. I've been looking forward to this one. <laughs> <laughs> I wore, I, I tried to wear something that matched the fire, you know, a little bit of orange, but I don't, I don't think I'm quite the same shade. That's because you're, you outshine the fire. So you're Aww. bigger than the fire, you know? <laughs> Thank you. I love Steve. <laughs> so, well, it's true. I'm just speaking the truth. That's all. <laughs> well, everybody, this is Holly Shannon. So for whoever don't know Miss Awesomeness, the queen of podcasting in the top 2% worldwide of podcasts. Warm welcome. Hey, how you doing? Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Steve. This is awesome. Sure. No problem. No problem. So if someone came up to you and said, hey, you know, so who are you? Hey, nice to meet you. Like how, what would your response be to that? <laughs> wow. Well, that's like a loaded one. Um, so... Let's see. I am a mom, first and foremost. I have Yay. an incredible human that I've brought into this world and who <laughs> continues to astound me every day. And I am a very good friend. I think that it's really important to me to hold people close to me. Not a lot of people, mind you. <laughs> Just the, the really the cream of the crop. Um, I always say I collect good people and Steve is one of them. <laughs> and um, I could probably say a few other things like technical things that I used to be in the event space and boutique hospitality and I cut my teeth in, in white glove, five-star hospitality. Um, so jewelry designer. Um, I am a podcaster now. I produce for brands, for, for businesses, um, podcasts to, to help bring them into a thought leadership space. Um, I'm an author and, uh, yeah, so those are just some like little snippets about me, but like, I, I'm, I guess I'm a, a many things. And I usually say, um, I am a Swiss army knife in business. Cause I just have a lot of different, uh, experiences. 
I love I love that. I remember the Swiss Army knife. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> which tool? You... <laughs> which tool should I bring out? Just let me know. <laughs> so what? Uh, so when you were thinking about that Swiss Army knife, did it just pop in your head, or did something kind of provoke that thought of like, yeah, this is? Um, I think because one day I was trying to explain that I I have a lot of tools in my box. You know, mm-hmm. that I come to the table with a lot of unique skill sets. And so I'm not for everybody. I am not a specialist where I just do one thing and I've done it my whole life and I do it really well. Um, I'm the type of person that learns a lot of different things because I'm insanely curious. And then I do my best to master that thing. And I think for me, what um, I have found is that by doing that, and being an amalgamation of a, a few different talents, um, each of them inform each other. And so what I'd say is it's allowed me to be good at strategy with people because I can recognize and pull from different things that I've done throughout my life and my career. I could say, oh, okay, so this is the creator side that I need to talk to with this person so that they can understand um, I understand what that's like because I used to be a designer, a jewelry designer, and and so I know what's going through their head as an artist. And then um, I used to do very large trade shows and conferences, so I know the nuts and bolts and the details that go into planning something and and the time that needs to be put into that. So I can talk to that side. And I used to do very high level retreats, like board level retreats. And so I know the mindset of the C-suite. I understand um, what they're looking to achieve when they come out and spend three days immersed in in a space. So I think that that's how I would describe myself, that I'm able to draw on a lot of different experiences and help people define what they need to do next with their life, their career, their business, whatever. Love it. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're this amazing podcaster. And so how did you land into the podcasting? So that was a little bit by accident. Um, I will say I've always um, loved podcasting. I'm one of those annoying friends, put my hands up here, that would text you an episode of something I listened to that I thought you had to listen to yourself, um, that it would help you in some way. So I was that annoying friend who was a podcast junkie. And I got into it to help a business um, create a pull marketing tool. Um, as Steve knows, and as I know, um, and that now you're about to know, uh, podcasting has a way of being a tool that if it lives on your website, it can help bring people to you and warm leads. Uh, so it really makes your sales force agile. Um, it really helps um, person who has the podcast be found. Uh, so it's a great tool. And uh, so I started creating and I created the podcast culture factor and it has grown over the past uh, couple years. It's changed over time. And um, in its latest iteration, I talk about NFTs and Web3 technology where I met Steve. And um, what's really great about it is I've scaled it. And um, as Steve mentioned, it's in the top 2%. 
and heard in over 95 countries now and it's growing. So I'm really excited because it's a one woman show and um, I'm really proud that I was able to do that. And I, I think a lot of people also can do that. So that's why I'm here. Wow. That's so, wow. That's incredible. Um, and so you said you landed into it by accident. So how did you learn what to do or how to do what to do, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, there's a lot of social audio apps out now and people are uh, learning things different ways. When I started to learn two years ago, uh, that was not available. Twitter spaces didn't exist. Um, and so I went to YouTube University and Google University and I tripped and fell and pushed. And, you know, I was like a bull in a china shop and I figured things out and I took really good notes and I built it um, in three weeks and started off with four episodes and just, you know, did my best to improve from episode one to where I am now, which is over a hundred episodes. And uh, one day I, I literally um, thought I was going to lose the podcast. And so I went back to my notes and I rewrote them to myself so that I could do it again and again. And when I was done, I realized that it was not a how-to guide to Holly Shannon. It was a step-by-step -step manual for everyone. And so I created my book. Zero to podcast, shameless plug all. Yay. And I was, thank you. I was very proud of it because not only because I had launched a podcast doing this methodology, but I was able to distill down all the information quickly in 60 pages. Um, and you don't have to be technically proficient. You can be how I was when I started, which was technically inept because I'd never launched a podcast. And I was just really excited to share it because I felt like, you know, if you didn't know how to edit, here was a quick chapter on it. If you didn't know the tools you needed, here's a quick chapter on it. And I tried to, uh, because I have a background in, in writing about content, it was really important for me to create something that was really concise, like really clean and concise, not fully, not embellished and full of all kinds of ideals and motivational speaking. I wanted it to be like, this is what you need to do. Step one, two, three. And so I did it in, in 60 pages. So it made it accessible to people. Like people don't have a lot of time, right? And I wanted to save them the hours that I spent in YouTube University trying to figure it all out. So that's how the book was born. And I'm, I'm proud that it's helped a lot of people get there. And I have a lot of um, Zero to Podcast alumni now and uh, <laughs> successful podcasters. And um, I'm pretty excited because I actually just started uh, a line of merchandise on my website. If you go to the store, um, you'll see that once you get the book and you or you hire me, whichever way you want to do it, there is a hat now that you can get. And on the front, it says zero to podcast. And on the back, it says alum and podcaster. <laughs> wow. So I'm hoping more people can wear that hat proudly, whether they do it themselves, you know, the DIY version by getting the book, or they have me do it for them. Wow. 
Love it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and so with, you know, with your podcasting, you know, how did you, how did you grow it from zero to podcast, which is zero to this top 2%. <laughs> so that is a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't like to be one of those people that say it's so easy. Just start the podcast and, and hit go. Um, as you and I know, there's a lot of elements that go into it. What I would say is don't get caught up in the details. Go ahead and start it and press go, right? Just press the shiny red button. Just get the mic. Don't overthink everything. But it does take time to grow it. And Steve and I both know that. We've talked at length about you know building uh, influence, if you will, um, on social media and, and building a community through your podcast and through social media, and it takes time. So when I started, I had um, a big social media presence on four different social apps. And in time, I also did uh, social audio apps. And it just, it takes time. You have to be prepared to uh, put content up on a regular basis and let everybody come along for the ride and learn about the different people that you have the gift of interviewing. You have to spend the time engaging with them when they ask questions or they DM you on social media. You have to really be a part of the journey. Um, if they're going to be your community, you have to be there 100% for them. You can't show up once a week and decide to answer a DM that came in two weeks prior, like you'll lose the interest of those people. So you have to stay present and you have to stay relevant and you have to be able to pivot when you find that maybe what you've been sharing isn't quite hitting the mark. So you have to be ready to, uh, to iterate on what you do and maybe even sometimes rebrand what you're doing. If you feel like the, the audience is looking for you to grow in another direction. So it takes time. You have to be patient. Wow. <laughs> Love it. Well, we're going to take a short commercial break and we'll be right, right, right back. <laughs> Fired up freedom. We'll be right back after these messages. Do you ever look for certain services or products and it's just hard to find and you want to know if someone else has used that before? Well, visit my resources page, steveryan.com slash resources, steveryan.com slash resources. All right, we're back, we're back, we're back. <laughs> and you were just talking about like people rebranding and things. And um, I know we've talked about doing like a, a marketing branding, you know, um, informational type of type of thing. But could we touch on it just briefly, just a when you say rebranding, what is a brand in your opinion? So, you know, I think a lot of people get caught up in terminology. You know, we've been talking about marketing, um, rebranding and um, personal branding. Like there's just a lot of terms out there. And I think at the end of the day, you need to understand that branding is sort of new packaging and it really stands for your reputation. And it's important that you, you, give, you give yourself in, in the places where people will find you. And in this case, it might be social media. Um, but you always want to keep in check what your reputation is about, like what you want people to know about you. Um, 
you know, an overused word, authenticity, um, but you do want to bring your, I'll use a different word, your genuine self to the table. And you want to be able to build on your reputation. You want to be honest. You want to be available to a certain extent. Um, all of these things are important. When we talk about marketing, which I think a lot of people mix up, those are the tools you're going to use to share your brand, your reputation, your story, your history, the what you want to do for people, and how you present yourself. So that might be my shorter answer on that. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to have some in-depth conversations with that because that those were some nice, nice gems. <laughs> so, and you know, and so when you're going back to your podcast, like. When it comes to selecting who you would like to be on the show, like, do you have a certain criteria? Like, how do you know, like, this person's the right fit? So I love this question for so many reasons, because I think that you have to decide what you want, who you want to interview and why. And you can enlist an army of podcast agents and you can enlist an army of PR people to share with you who they think are the best people to have on there. But they generally have an agenda and they're being paid to put certain people in front of you. And for me, it was really important that I enjoy my conversations and that I found people um, from my own research and that I cared about the story that they were telling. So I would say I, I really curate who I bring on and it's worked to my benefit. Um, I'm not saying that I never bring on somebody that a podcast agent or a PR agent has brought to the table because I have had a few that work hard at, at doing that right. But I do carefully curate and I read so many newsletters and I read a lot of news and um, I'm on LinkedIn and I'm listening in social media and I'm, I'm showing up on social audio apps and I'm listening to what people are saying and I'm watching them over time that their story and their ideas are consistent. And I'm doing my best to sit in rooms and find those genuine people that are sitting in there and not just, you know, um, you know, faking it kind of thing. There's people who are really honest that you want to get to know, like immediately, like there's just something about them. They have that it factor. So I work really hard. So I will say that probably 85 to 90% of the people I've had on my show, I've handpicked. And mm. that was really, really important to me. And I think it's why my show has also been successful because I actually care about who I bring on and I do all of the research on them um, as well as choosing them. So after I choose them and they send me their bio, I go and I scrape LinkedIn profiles, Twitter. I look at their influence. I listen to them. I listen to podcasts they've been on. I've read, I'll read articles. I'll see where they're speaking. I'm a well-informed uh, host when they come on, I know their background and what they've done. I don't shoot from the hip. I just don't. Where I do shoot from the hip is when I'm interviewing them, if they, if they go into something that I think is really a critical component to who they are at the heart, 
or how they create or where their business shifted. And I think it's an important point. I will improv at that point. And that's where I think a lot of magic happens, but it only happens because I do the research first and I'm able to iterate with them. And, um, and sometimes, like I said, like it, the magic is there. You know, my, my favorite um, quote is luck favors the prepared. And it's from, um, uh, from a cartoon, The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. And the character, um, she said, luck favors the prepared. And it's true. I'm always prepared. And sometimes I get lucky and I see where the magic is in the interview. And I can go off the cuff because I I was prepared in the first place. Wow. And I'm just looking at your LinkedIn profile. It's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Thank so, you. pretty cool. So your LinkedIn profile is LinkedIn dot com slash in slash holly shannon one number (laughs) one the only only holly shannon (laughs) (laughs) and and are you on i know you're on twitter as well um you know what would you say is your your not trying to make this a loaded question by the way speaking of loaded question what what's your definition of loaded question You can throw anything at me. I'm as I'm a pretty honest person, and um, I I don't mind loaded questions. Like I'd rather like we. All right, so here's here's one of my mottos. Okay, mm-hmm. I am. You and you can quote me on this. I <laughs> believe in going a mile deep versus a mile wide. So I got you. Love it. Bring it. Love it. <laughs> Bring it. A mile deep versus a mile wide. So, wow. <laughs> so I'm looking at your Twitter profile, which I'm bringing up here, and it's really, really cool. You know, you have Holly Shannon, Culture Factor, top, temp, top 2% global rank. I love how you word this, even though it's short, it's very effective. Producing the hottest podcasts for newbies on NFTs, crypto, blockchain web three metaverse oh you're speaking at nft nyc i'll see you there all right yes. and collecting good people love it mm-hmm. which leads us to another thing which is how did you get into nfts and crypto and how did you even land there like- you know okay <laughs> so we talked about rebranding and iterating so actually it's a perfect question because it lets me mm-hmm. dovetail that piece of our conversation and so when i started my show the conversation was about company culture from the c-suite and there's a famous saying called culture eats strategy for breakfast and that's where my show began and then at about episode 25 I realized that um, I should say the show started during COVID. So what's also started as a pilot conversation of company culture from the C-suite during COVID, you know, we're still in it. So it really changed the the way things looked and all of a sudden everybody was home, right? So mm-hmm. by episode 25, I realized that it could, culture was not just coming from the C-suite anymore because there wasn't really a visible C-suite. 
you know, we were all working from our kitchens and emerging leaders were coming into the picture and, and also um, shaping culture uh, because it had to be reshaped. We were just all doing business differently. And I felt that the conversation was inadequate if I only interviewed the C-suite. So that's where it kind of shifted. And then after about a year and a half of talking about company culture, um, I realized that there were three very clear paths that the show was taking. One was mental health, um, because there was a lot of people who were burning out from working at home. And the other was DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the third was the gig economy because of the great resignation that was happening and all the people were furloughed. So in talking about company culture, those three things just kept coming up and I didn't know how to split the show out three ways. And I knew I couldn't be all of those things to everybody. And I felt I couldn't continue the conversation about mental health because I wasn't a therapist and I didn't want to trigger people. And I felt that I couldn't carry the conversation about diversity, equity, and inclusion because I wasn't in the HR space and I didn't understand all of the, the corporate laws and, and things that were going into that conversation. And then the third piece was, I've been a three-time entrepreneur. I have been a part of the gig economy. I do understand that. And I felt that I needed to shift the show that direction. And when we talk gig economy, we're talking creators. And when we're talking creators, we're now getting into an area where we're talking about um, NFT artists. We're talking about building out communities on Discord channels. We're, we're talking about a lot of different, like a new technology that is emerging because people are working from home now and they're learning how to code and they're learning how to become an artist and they're learning how to market in web three. And it was all this new stuff happening and that excited me. And so I rebranded the show to take that direction because I felt that I could support that conversation and I could also help bring some strategy to the table because I've been in both worlds and um, I've been an artist and I've been in marketing web 2.0. And so it made sense for me to carry the show this direction. And uh, as I say to anybody who's starting a podcast, you have to be curious or your show will fall flat. People will be able to tell that you're not really um, part of the conversation. Wow. I love that. People will be able to tell that you're not part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. That was Jim. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> so, we, we can tell when wow. people are faking it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You definitely can. And guess what? In this, in this, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go. You go. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's real obvious. And one of the things that I say to people is like, if they just be still and just listen, like listen to people's actions, not their words, but their actions. You can tell. Mm -hmm. You can definitely, definitely tell. And even with the words, you you know, if you're hearing them, it's certain tones that they're. But but if you're not hearing them, let's say it's just through messaging, you have to just kind of go on your gut instincts. You know, you, those spidey senses that says something's off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. You hit the nail on the head, and. 
And <laughs> if, if I could put an exclamation point at the end of that, what I would say is you can tell when people are faking it till they make it. And then you can mm -hmm. tell those who are making it till they make it. And Steve, you're one of those people. I watch you make stuff all day long. You learn, you iterate, you surround yourself with people that help you understand things better. You're not faking anything. You're out there making stuff. And, and that's, how, that's how you make good things. That's how you build. And that's how you understand how things work. If you fake it till you make it, then you're just out there on the internet, on social audio or in social media trying to um talk the talk and and guess what we can tell that you're not genuine and we can also tell that you don't know what you're doing you're just trying to sound like you do so there's a difference exactly go out there and make stuff you'll figure it out <laughs> love it <laughs> wow um i feel like we could dive so much deeper but i think it's been a, it's been a great so far did you have any final words of wisdom to the part oh queen of podcasts i just i love that i love that that's your TikTok handle it, queen is. Of podcasts. it is it is <laughs> i don't have a big presence on there yet but St steve is 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 moving me that direction so please come follow me there even if i don't have a ton of content yet i i'm i'm hopefully going to really like put some time into that space it's uh I know that it's a, a fun platform. I, I do enjoy watching on it more than I do uh, creating on it. So that's my problem. <laughs> I sit there and scroll with the whole, with the rest of the world. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, these people are so talented. I just keep scrolling. I'm like, what am I gonna do on here? <laughs> wow, I love that. You're just gonna keep scrolling and keep scrolling and keep scrolling and keep scrolling. <laughs> I can't help it, we all do it. Yeah. Scroll up, scroll down. <laughs> wow. Well, this has been a pleasure. I've been so, I can't wait to do some more very soon. So this is going to be awesome. 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 Awesome sauce. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Holly. You, really appreciate your time. Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate this. And uh, I hope we can cook up some more awesome sauce. So. Oh, we will. <laughs> well, this wraps it up for Fired Up Friday. All right. The words I try to feel